Hello everyone, I am Manny. And I'm Wyo. Welcome back to the Kink Buffet Podcast. This and is episode ma- 3 of season 3. And Merry Christmas everyone. Not politically correct, but we're atheists. Merry Kinkmas. Merry Kinkmas. <laughs> no, I'm going with Merry Christmas because I'm making a stand because Christmas is freaking awesome and it shouldn't be politicized. It's my favorite time of the year. I know you don't really care much for it, but <laughs> I love Christmas and I'm an atheist. And it's Christmas. Damn it. (laughs) It's a stupid word. It describes this cool day where everybody, even if they're pretending to be nice, I still like a world where people are acting nice. So if it's fake, I don't give a shit. (laughs) I still like it. Not even just happy holidays? Extend it to the whole, like, month? Oh, okay. Well, then, happy. How about happy year? (laughs) Well, in a utopian society. I know. There's nothing traditional about almost anything in my life. And I, when I was in my 20s, I was so sour to the idea of Christmas. It's so fake, and it's all about capitalism, and it's been commercialized. and Materialistic. And materialistic. People, yeah. And then I had a kid, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever. And we're making gingerbread houses, and we're buying presents, and, like, it was the coolest thing ever. And I've, I've not, I haven't grown out of it. I still love Christmas. See, I did all those things when I had a kid at home. So we did a movie marathon, and we'd make hot chocolate and watch the movie where they dance in the train and, you know, get up and dance with them and have our cocoa and all of that gingerbread house stuff. But it was like once he kind of aged out of it, we did it like once a year, you know, like it was kind of like are we still doing this? Am I, I'm like working at talking him into it. I've then, got news for you. Yeah. You're with me now. <laughs> and we're celebrating Christmas. We are going to put Christmas lights on our tent. <laughs> if we're camping. I'm sorry. Just you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Your Christmas is now part of your life again. So we started talking about Christmas. About Christmas. And, and how it's totally broken. Yeah, and but not in the way that anyone's going to think. So hang in there. But let's let's set that aside for a minute and let's talk about the idea of love languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, love languages for um, anyone who isn't aware is the idea that we give love or like to receive love in some general categories, but it's not the same for everyone. And out of every single relationship book or anything I've ever heard. I mean, most of them are just crap and they're making stuff up and they're trendy and there's nothing to it. I mean, I, I think they're almost all silly. Mm-hmm. The love language one I think is fantastic. And we're going to talk about how it applies to kink as well. We've never heard that conversation, mm-hmm. but it's a really cool concept because different things make us feel loved. Right. Some people feel loved when they receive presence. Some people feel loved when the person just wants to spend quality time. Some people feel loved when they're touched. Some people feel loved when they get words of affirmation and they're they're complimented or told how much they're appreciated. And I'm already leaving one out. Oh, some people feel loved with, from acts of service when someone does something for them. Mm-hmm. And we don't really choose what makes us feel loved, what, what we appreciate the most. We just have things that mean something. Some people give two shits about presents. That's an easy one. Yeah. Like, I don't 
when you give me presents, it means nothing to me. I want to see you put out the effort. Well, then acts of service mean more to you than getting gifts. Right. Where this is so useful in any relationship is that almost all of us, without even thinking, are going to show our love to somebody in the way we want to receive the love. Mm-hmm. So if... I feel loved every time you buy me gifts. Like, that's what makes me feel loved. Why wouldn't I buy gifts for you? Yeah, you do the thing for somebody else that lights you up. So. Well, and there's no reason why you wouldn't. I mean, right. it, unless you've had this conversation. But most of the time you haven't. You just don't think about it. Well, mm-hmm. this identifying your love languages and the opening of the conversation helps couples understand what things make the other person feel loved, which allows you to give love in a way that your partner is going to appreciate. So I don't care if you give me gifts. I want words of affirmation. And then in return, I'm going to give you quality time and touch. And then all of a sudden, both partners receive love. So it it, it is a cool concept. By the way, if you go look up, there's online, just look, type in love language test. You can figure out your love language pretty easily and yeah you take a little quiz on the website and it comes right up tells you how how each of those things are expressed yeah and it i've never heard the conversation about how those apply to kink mm-hmm. but they should i mean that should almost be i mean i'm not talking about you meet someone for a play date at the dungeon but right uh, well, even then, it's it's good information. But in within the context of a relationship, that is important to know. Yeah, I put it on my fat life profile. <laughs> yeah, and some people do. I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't come up. For mm-hmm. sure, you see that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's so simple. I mean, if, if your partner feels love with words of affirmation, mm-hmm. then you know that when you tell your sub how good of a job they did or you tell your dom how good of a job they did or it doesn't have to be power exchange, but you know that that's what will make them feel love more than showing them another way. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're in the caregiver role, doing aftercare or like not knowing what gives a person that chemical release, that good feeling mm-hmm. is like... Like you're missing out on easy points. <laughs> you're missing out on easy points and you're, mm-hmm. you're caring for them blind and, and ignorant. Mm-hmm. and willfully ignorant right. now that you've heard this podcast and know that it's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't stress this enough. I mean, I'm not, I don't read self-help books and relationship books. I, I think they're bad. This one's good. Do you agree? Yeah. I, and, I think most of the stuff out there is a bit contrived or you try and come up with some kind of catchy acronym or something. You're trying to sell like, a they're trying to sell books. They're trying to sell books or a course or, or something. Or a TED Talk. Right. So, but yeah, this one, it really works. I think, I even used it in my parenting. It's just, it. it's very valid. Yeah, I never even thought about that. Uh, Why well, I heard about it as my kid was older. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's not useful. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it is great i mean and even in courting somebody yeah because when you're courting somebody showing up with gifts to someone that gives two shits about gifts is not a way to win their heart yeah i've never ever been a flowers girl so like people come to the door and bring me flowers i'm like oh now i have to find a vase you know like it can seem really 
ungrateful, but but it's not ungrateful. It's, it's just what, not. It's ungrateful if you don't appreciate the intent. Mm-hmm. If you appreciate the intent, that's great, but that still doesn't fill your cup the way right. you want your cup filled with love. Mm-hmm. So, the love languages are valid. Yeah, I think so. Let's go through them one at a time. Let's talk about how they could apply to kink. And again, we just came up with this idea how it relates to Christmas about 45 seconds before we hit record. So we're going to be exploring the all of this off the cuff. Right. So the low-hanging fruit is gifts, obviously, because Christmas well, well, no, applies let, to let, those. Let's save Christmas. For, okay. Let's talk about how they apply to kink first. Okay. And then we can talk about how we fixed Christmas. Okay. <laughs> you got to tangle a gear to force people to listen. That's what us doms do. We uh, enjoy forcing you to... Just, because no one has a fast-forward button. You're going to exercise your sadism on the entire audience. And make them listen. Great. Okay. okay. Here we go. Okay. So, how would acts of service apply to kink? Well, it's there's actual service submission, so that's one. Like, you could just do things. You, like, that, that is your role. You like to... Mm-hmm. That's what turns you on. It, mm-hmm. It's the 50s housewife. And we call it a fetish because... It's not politically correct, so it's it's become a fetish to be a fifties housewife, <laughs> yeah, or to want a fifties housewife. Mm-hmm. I suspect the doms that want a relationship with a fifties housewife, they it, some of it's control and some of it's other things. But I bet you having a love language where they like acts of service is probably part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they can do things that are non sexual that take care of household things and having a partner who actually appreciates that those things are being done for them is like next level. Like that stuff has to be taken care of anyway, but if you don't get any appreciation for it, you know, it just becomes routine and instead it can be something that's an expression of love. Now, how about as far as acts of service as a submissive, when you go to visit your dom and you realize that they've washed the sheets, they've, when they were, and this isn't a gift, this is more service, but they got your flavor of tea mm-hmm. that you mentioned that you liked. And they remembered that you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And they set up the scene in a way that, that you like. They, you like having a made bed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good to you when it looks like you've walked into the room and they're not even trying. Right. There's no... <laughs> There's no act of service. I've there. I've gotten on to some partners about that in the past, and well, that but that is an act of service. Mm-hmm. It, it is you're just picking up your own room, but right. if you're doing it for the person, it it just means that you're putting out time and effort mm-hmm. in consideration of the other person's feelings or desires. Right. You're 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 not just spending money, mm-hmm. or you're not just saying words. You're putting out effort, physical effort. Right. So. Yeah, something as simple as making a bed or having a pillow next to the couch for them to, you know, ready for the submissive. That's great. Instead of being like, bitch, get the cushion off the couch, you know, which could also be hot, but different. Right. <laughs> different. Uh-huh. So that's, that acts of service. Great, great love language to, to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of glossed over gifts because I said, let's hold the, the Christmas connections, but let's, you mentioned gifts. So, mm-hmm. Gift giving is acts of service. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, as a, a love language. Yeah. 
that one kind of speaks for itself when you, some people appreciate getting presents, mm-hmm. whether it be a, a, a show of love, whether it be a reward. But I started thinking about what about, and it's more often with women who get sex toys as presents. Mm-hmm. Because you can get a group of women to, where one of them say, yeah, and he bought me a vibrator. And everybody goes, oh my God, what an asshole. <laughs> but to a kinky person, what they're going to see is he just, he spent money so I can have orgasms. Mm-hmm. That's and the best gift ever. Right? It's the best gift ever. <laughs> so I wonder how much of it's a, a prudish mindset versus someone who doesn't have that, the same meaning as gifts or what gifts are. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure it's not, I'm sure it's some of both because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who love getting gifts mm-hmm. it still thinks a vibrator is shallow or it's all about them but it's a gift what about do you ever buy any gifts for your for your doms yeah i think it's something that is is extra special when it's opposite the role i think that's what makes it even more powerful in kink like when a top would do service for their bottom like the submissive giving a gift, you know, she might have to work a little harder to get that. Well, there's just... It's earned. Yeah, it's something that is a little bit extra special, I think. Well, and I think part of it is also the the person, when you, when you buy a gift for somebody, it doesn't feel like an act of service because it was just spending money, but the person had to work to make that money. Mm-hmm. You still had to put out effort. You still had to go to a store. You still had to pick it out. You still had to read reviews. You still, it doesn't matter. It's still an act of service. It's just represented by an object instead of seeing what the person did. Well, and it's more common that the tops buy the floggers or whatever toys and implements get used in kink. So turning the table and being the one that brings it is special too because then you're you have the ability to present it to your dominant you know you can make a show of that and it's also like the first time that they would get to use that on you it may be something that you've talked about in the past or a way to introduce something new like that's that's fun and special right i i, I agree mm-hmm. and again it's about knowing what your partner is going to appreciate. Mm-hmm. Quality time. Quality time is... It sounds like it's supposed to be the easiest because you just kind of hang out together and that should be counted as quality time. I mean, and you're supposed to always have quality time because when you're doing anything sexual related well you should do this all the time but especially in those intimate moments you should be present with your partner and present with what's going on mm-hmm. and they should see you present with them mm-hmm. i mean i can't imagine anything more annoying than a partner if they picked up their phone and checked facebook while you're playing or even if you just leave the room to use the restroom and you come back and they're on their phone oh i'm just give me one sec okay i'm done Mm-hmm. Sounds like not a big deal, and it may not be a big deal if quality time isn't important to you. But if quality time is important, and then that little thing will disrupt 
the whole scene, especially for the other person. The person who's checking their messages is never annoyed because they check their messages. Right. They wanted to check them. But understanding that some partners may not have a problem with that and other partners may mm -hmm. means that you know how to to act during the scene that's going to make them feel the most. I mean, if you're not present with me, I'm wondering what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, and that's the distinction between when it's just a play scene, a play, you know, like there's a more deep connection when the time is quality, like you're actually connecting with the person. There's energy exchange. It's not just, I'm tying you up and, you know, we're done. We're going to do two transitions, take some pictures and we're done. Well, and so here's an important thing that we kind of left out at the beginning. Almost everybody likes all five love languages. On some level. On some level. Mm -hmm. So, of course, everyone wants you to be present with them. It's it's a question of to what degree. Mm -hmm. And if it's really important to the person versus, ah, they really don't care. Like, I know having kids that there's so much... So much about the culture when you're younger is about your phones and social media that it's more common, like, say, with people who are younger, that if, they, if they're having a conversation at dinner and they pop open their phone to check something, the person who's talking doesn't stop and say, oh, I, I'll, I can wait till you're finished. Like, it's just almost more acceptable because that they're conditioned to it not being that way, whereas... If you're older and you're not used to this and you're having a conversation and someone pulls up their phone in the middle of it and checks their messages, like me personally, I want to stop and say, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead and finish what you're doing and then I'll finish what I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. And if the person says, oh, I can do two things at once, well, you're not present with me when you're doing that. Mm -hmm. That is just a type of quality time. Now, that's cultural because of different generations, but that mindset is what quality time is. Right. It is about being present, and some people care more than than others. Mm -hmm. You want to hear a, actually a funny story? Okay. One of my partners um, a few years ago that I, I met, I really liked, and like probably the third time we had sex, we're in the middle of having sex, and she's like, where's my phone? And I went, oh, it's over there. And she reaches for it, and she, and she turns her phone on right in the middle of having sex, and I'm like, and I already knew she was a big social media person. And I was like, what the... I didn't say anything. <laughs> and then she grabs her phone, and then she hits video and hits record and starts filming us. Uh-huh. And so she was completely present and turned on by the fact. But at, there was that brief moment where I thought, did she just pick up her phone to check Facebook <laughs> in the middle of sex? Like, I was... <laughs> that's a true story. It's like, oh, boner killer... Oh, okay, wait a second. <laughs> and, then, and then it went to, like, really hot. And then, yeah. You know, but, I mean, I even had the immediate thought of, like, the old married couple where one of the partners is reading a magazine while they're laying there or mm -hmm. something. And I'm like, it's like the third time we're together. Like, you're already... But anyway, so, yeah, so quality time and being present may matter a lot to someone. Or there may be flexibility, but if you know their love language, you know how diligent you must be with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Touch. Again, everyone loves touch. To most everyone. And touch is a part of what we're doing. 
mm-hmm. usually. But as it applies to a love language, the first thing that comes to mind is aftercare. Okay. Like you're doing all sorts of things during aftercare, but a words of affirmation person, it may be more important that they're told how good they did and how much you pleased me. It may be more important than lightly stroking them. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Again, most people probably want both. But you can lean which direction when you know this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I would even say it would go towards the dom, too. And we keep going back to power exchange. It doesn't have to be power exchange in these dynamics. So it just means the other partner, the one who was giving the top, mm-hmm. may also want that touch also. It's a way of reconnecting. Um, I told a story once about when I would leave a swingers club with my partner and I had no problem and enjoyed the fact that she liked being with other men. I required, when we left, her to touch me. Mm-hmm. And that's how she reconnected with me. Yeah. I wanted her present with me and I wanted her touching me. Mm-hmm. And she did. It was She gave me what I asked for, so it was fine. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't identified that, I might have been sitting in the car on the way home and she didn't would, wouldn't have realized why I wasn't feeling good afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it was because we hadn't communicated, I need this from you. And, and she responds by giving it to me. Right. Well, and there's also sensation plays that you can do that directly translate to kink. So that's... That's an easy one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, again, all these are obvious. It's mm-hmm. just if you know which one's more important, you lean that way. Mm-hmm. I keep repeating myself, sorry. <laughs> but there are also dominants that don't want the touch. They They restrict it, but that doesn't mean that it's not important to them. They just keep the touch for specific individuals or once you've earned it because then it's elevated in importance. Okay. That makes sense. And that can also play into the kink. So there's ways that you can play both sides of it when you're looking at how the kink is related to that. Yeah, I never even thought about it. When I tell you not to touch me, Mm -hmm. to put your hands behind your back or just to... Mm -hmm. Like, I'm... It's not that I don't like touch. It's my favorite thing in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm using it as a tool to elevate when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I never associated a love language with it. I just associated it with, I'm denying you something you want to do. Mm-hmm. Which is part of the psychology of the roller coaster. Right. Um, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Same idea. Some people don't need to be told how great of a job they did. It means nothing to them. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you were, you were great tonight and they're, well, I, yeah, I could tell by how you reacted. Mm-hmm. Thank you for telling me, but I don't need that. Mm-hmm. You also have people that need to be reassured more than once on the other side. Um, words of affirmation is one of mine. If I take you farther than we've gone further than we've gone before, and I ask you if it's okay, it is not enough for you to say, 
Yeah, we, we negotiated it, and it was fine. No, I didn't safe work, so obviously it was all right. Yeah, that's not, yeah. En- that's not enough for me. Yeah. I need reassurance. That is why words of affirmation, again, everybody generally likes to be told, hey, you did a good job, hey, you made me happy. Mm-hmm. But if words of affirmation is your love language, you just need more mm-hmm. affirmation. It's repeating. It's That's something that a, a lot of submissives, when they're doing the things they do, they're a lot of times it is because they want to please. Mm-hmm. We talked about all the different reasons why someone likes pain and quotes around the word likes because a lot of it isn't about actually liking the physical sensation of pain. There's all these different reasons, and one of them is the willingness to do this for somebody because it turns them on, not non-consensual. It's just simply giving somebody something. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that, it's likely that you want to be told you did a good job afterwards because for crying out loud, it, you just went through something hard. Mm-hmm. It, it, if you're not told that it was appreciated, it was appreciated or that you did it well, it, it just, it, it takes some of the, the pleasure out of it for it. Wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, you like that. You like doing things to serve. Mm-hmm. Do you like being told afterwards how good of a job you did? Yeah, for sure. I like it more for the mundane things, like when I cook dinner or something like that, to know that it's appreciated. Because it's, or, you know, something that you could do for yourself. Like, like you're going to have to do it anyway, so you may as well appreciate that you didn't have to this time because I did it for you. Right. That reminds me of the... um... And this is where the not understanding love languages comes in, mm-hmm. or not, or projecting yours onto somebody else, and how awful that it can be for someone because you don't give them what they need. I think about the husband, and it's more often going to be the man who screws this one up. Uh, but the husband is asked, "How often do you tell your wife that you love her?" Ah, she knows. Yeah. Well, that's almost certainly because he doesn't need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Maybe because her acts of service and the touch she gives shows him how much she loves him. So, therefore, his love language has been met. Mm-hmm. And not understanding that she may want the words. Yeah. She may need those words to feel the love back. Mm-hmm. And you're projecting on yourself onto somebody else. Like, I don't think anybody that likes or, or the words of affirmation as their love language would ever withhold them from somebody else. Right. You're probably going to be very willing to give it. And actually, I even had a partner, because words of affirmation are important to me. I had a partner that had, this is true, she told me that I don't need to tell her so much how I feel about her. Mm-hmm. That that was annoying to her. Yeah, I've I've gone through that in a different way, but more like... I question before I know somebody, obviously. If I find out that that's the way that they show love, then obviously it's going to be... I'm going to appreciate that that's what the, their expression of it. But at first I'm like, do you really mean that? Or are you just saying it because you think I want to hear it? You know, like... <clears throat> Which I don't think the latter would 
be wrong. Right. <laughs> but it's also not my love language to have words of affirmation. So, like, the whole thing, like, oh, that must be your love language if that's the way you're doing it because I'm not asking for it. So, where's the motivation coming from? And and that's just because it often gets thrown around, I think. So, now, let's be specific with you. Mm-hmm. What is your love language, or what are your love languages if there's more than one? Um, quality time, for sure, and touch. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you. I already knew the answer, too. That was a bit of a, a softball. Leading question. <laughs> so what about those two things? Why do those matter to you? Well, the touch one is the more specific, because... I don't let a lot of people in to my personal space. So that's what I was saying with like the touch, like withholding touch being, you know, elevating the status of it. So like for me, I don't, I'm not a hugger. I'm not one of those people who's just going to like pat you on the back. I don't want my space invaded. So it's very important when I let somebody do that to me. What, how does that, applied it to kink. I mean, I know there's touching involved in kink, but how mm-hmm. specifically does that love language translate to your kink desires? Well, in a way, the fact that I'm I like impact play is kind of a perversion of touch. It's a way, but I did find out very very early on going to the dungeons and entering into the community that I was I was a little bit touched from my previous relationship. Like, I was in a relationship for a long term, and and I still didn't have a quality touch from that person. So, entering into the community and having aftercare from somebody who would just beat the shit out of me was, like, that juxtaposition of, we just did this thing, and now you're touching me in a, in a soothing way, really made that it really lit me up having access to people who would soothe me and provide touches that were quality touches well and i see this because Mm -hmm. when we play of any type Mm -hmm. when we are done your head's on my chest your arms over me your legs over me right i mean you're hanging on like a, a a koala bear yeah and i just i love the feel of having warm skin next to me and you know i just i like that yeah it's all of that well i mean when we camp we share a sleeping bag <laughs> when we camp so like that mm-hmm. is we are on the same page and then how does quality time apply to kink like what, what about that love language it's more extreme in the kink world for you or more important for me, the time is definitely about the the connection and being the focus of somebody's attention. Like, when they're playing with me, they're not thinking about their bills or anything else. So just, the I guess it's a, a bit of an ego thing. Like, I'm the only thing that they're thinking about at that moment. So would you, when you're playing and you're top or dom, mm-hmm. Does something that makes you feel like they're not in, in, in the present with you, or they're not present with you. Yeah. If they picked up their phone and checked a message, 
Or they started talking to you about work in the middle of playing. Or they started talking to somebody else while they're tying or, you know, like I get a little bit of the, of, of quality time hit off of being on display during a rope presentation. Like the, everybody in the room is looking at me at that moment. So I have the time of everybody there. I have, I'm the focus. I'm an exhibitionist. So that. That's kind of like, I'm getting my kink fed from all of them, not just this one. And that's an additional layer to it. Okay. And what about yours? You already said words of affirmation. What's the other? Um, it's words of affirmation and touch. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, quality time was up there um, as a third one. Because I don't, I don't, gifts mean nothing to me. I yeah. buy whatever I need and, <laughs> and uh, acts of service are appreciated. I mean, gifts are appreciated. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the intent, but acts of service, I don't mind doing stuff for myself. So it doesn't, you're not, yeah. you're not taking something off my plate. I don't mind working or doing things that are annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, touch again is easy. Uh, it's a tricky one to talk about in, as far as in the kink world because just about everybody would say that touch is important to them. It doesn't make, make it your love language. Mm-hmm. Just because you like sex doesn't mean that that's your your love language. Right. Um, the, the kink part to me, I think, is that we, we have sex 24 hours a day. Yeah. We stop having sex to eat sometimes. We stop having sex to sleep. Mm-hmm. or get work done, but we are doing, we're in a sexual headspace at all times. Mm-hmm. And touch is important. When I'm in the car with you, we're driving, I'm always touching you. Yeah. You're always touching me. Mm-hmm. But I'm often touching you in sexual ways. Mm-hmm. So I'm connecting with you in a way that is still building for the next time I can make you come. Like, that's still, mm-hmm. it's always there because I'm connecting this, I, I, I connect the sex and the love to such an extent that it, I'm always going to be doing that. Yeah, even to the point where, even, like, it doesn't have to be a sexual touch, even it could just be, like, your hand on my chin or when you're talking to me, like, focusing my attention to you. Or, but if I'm doing something that, that I, I don't do this hard, but if I'm just, if I just twist your nipple to remind you mm-hmm. of your role, which you like, right? it's, it's a way of the touch continuing the kink mm-hmm. when it doesn't need to at that point. Cause, oh, we're not even in, in the bedroom yet. Right. Um, I like giving touch during aftercare. I love petting you and stroking you mm-hmm. and giving you physical sensations that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need the touch when I need, like we discussed, aftercare as a dom to the reassurance. I, that's where the words of affirmation are. Right. Um, the words of affirmation are, I like hearing that I take care of you, that you've never been happier, that mm-hmm. you feel safe. Mm-hmm. I constantly want a reminder that I am doing these things for you that no one else has. Right. Um, my ego says, 
I want to know that I'm better at these things. Mm-hmm. Like, I like those things. Again, everyone likes them. Mm-hmm. I can keep going back to that. None of this is foreign. I mean, everyone has wants to know that they're good, whether they're good in bed or they're they're good as top a provider or whatever, providing a whatever it is, whatever skill. kink you're providing, mm-hmm. whatever skill, whatever psychology. Mm-hmm. But I need it. Right. When we do something intense, I need to know if I took you to another level which is the goal every single day, mm-hmm. I want to know that you were at that other level. Mm-hmm. I, I want affirmation of what I just did, because I put out a lot of effort and a lot of emotional effort into the psychology of this. Right. Especially if there's any type of caretaking. My mind is going a mile a minute. I'm thinking about every single scenario and every single reaction you have. Why are you doing this? Why did that make you smile? Why did that make you cry? Why are you sad now? Why did you give me this answer when I asked you that question? Mm-hmm. I'm The amount of effort I put into taking you on this roller coaster every day, multiple times a day, usually, <laughs> yeah, um, is exhausting. And I want one of my rewards is to know it was worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just by watching you have fun. I want you to know. I, I want to know that you know how much I put into that. Mm-hmm. And if I get something really right, like if I do something psych- with your psychology, especially if we're digging into tr- the trauma or things that aren't good, and I dig and I get somewhere and I tweak a way of thinking and I pull you into another place and I break you down and rebuild you better. I want to know that you saw what I just did. Yeah. That this was not just, oh, I came up with a role play and I brought up this thing and it made you cry, but then I hugged you afterwards. Like, that's not appreciating. Appreciating is seeing the depth by which I dug Mm -hmm. to make this happen for you. Right. And that's how you're going to get it more (laughs) because that's what makes me feel good. I remember telling you one time at the beginning or maybe multiple times since then that when we have sex or we play Mm -hmm. or we do a scene I don't care about oh my god you made me feel so good oh my god I came so many times oh my god like like that doesn't do anything for me because I can see that right like, I know that when I play with someone, that's the, that, I'm expecting that every time. I'm expecting them to say, oh, my God, that was you were wonderful, and thank you so much for being awesome, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want from you is, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. I had never felt that way before. I... I'm so confused right now. I need to process what just happened because I didn't know I was capable of that. Like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just ego. Right. But people, they like words of affirmation. It is ego. And if, if that's an unhealthy thing that I have that ego, well, Well, all of sorry. these are. Even the gifts. Like, the, it's not like a, buying something even really takes... A whole lot of effort. It just has like access to money, but the fact that that person was on your mind, so you picked up 
a candy for them at the store or whatever, you know, like that's what makes the gift special. That's the ego is the root of all of these. This is what the person's feeds... willing to do this thing or say this thing or give mm-hmm. me this right. or wants to be present with me or no, I, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. So I just, but I'm, in, I'm acknowledging that this doesn't necessarily come from a perfectly flawless human being place, but it, it but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it doesn't. Yeah, if someone it doesn't needs, matter. If someone needs reassurance, if they were perfectly flawless human, they would never need reassurance. But we're not, mm-hmm. and so when you delve into the kink world and you're getting into heavy psychology and everything is turned up to eleven, mm-hmm. good or bad, I think these things are even more important. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the real world, you can get away with not thanking or telling someone how good dinner was, but if someone's willing to take a beating for you mm-hmm. and go through something really hard a hundred times harder than cooking a pot of spaghetti mm-hmm. all of a sudden that neglecting to tell them how much you appreciate or how good of a job they did that might have passed in the kitchen be, could become devastating yeah for something that severe mm-hmm. right yeah i mean if you forget to thank someone for a birthday card not a big deal, but if they mail you a car <laughs> and you forget to thank them, <laughs> yeah, that's different. So now you want to fix Christmas? Okay. <laughs> so this is where this conversation started. So I realized that we all have different love languages, mm-hmm. and Christmas is a fantastic day. It's the best day in the world. I'm sorry, it's my favorite day, <laughs> but. And, but really it's centered around one love language, which is gifts. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be four other Christmases and each one celebrates a different love language and, and each one, you focus on this one thing, one of the five love languages and it doesn't have to be you or your partner's love language. It doesn't matter because... Neither one of us is into gifts. Well, you're not into Christmas. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not into gifts. Mm-hmm. And I love Christmas, so they can all be fun. So we, <laughs> this is so dumb, but we started thinking like there could be five Christmases. So Christmas, the reason we give gifts is because supposedly the baby Jesus fetus mm-hmm. received gold, myrrh. And Frankenstein. It's not frankincense. It was a typo. He actually got a little toy Frankenstein. (laughs) And so now we give gifts. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, I mean, it's all mythology anyways. Mm -hmm. So why couldn't the mythology be that on February 25th, his dad taught him how to ride a skateboard in the sand? Mm -hmm. That's hard. (laughs) <laughs> That's really hard. Right, but that would be like an active service day. And then then there's quality time day, and there's touch day, and there's words of affirmation day. And I mean, those are easy. A day where you, how about a day where you just, you don't give gifts. It's a day where you tell everybody that you appreciate, that you appreciate them. Yeah, you're supposed to do this every day. Yeah, you're supposed to think about someone and buy them gifts all the time. Like you're supposed to do, you're supposed to be nice all the time, but we're not. But the holidays last a couple months. Mm-hmm. the spirit so if you can space out another christmas every couple months we could actually like spread this christmas thing all year and all you're tweaking is the details of what happens on that day 
I think this. I think there's something to this. <laughs> and I think that if Hallmark doesn't get on this, I mean, for crying out loud, Hallmark has Secretary's Day. All right. Right. I mean, Hallmark and flower shops are in business because once a year you have to buy flowers for your secretary. Right. So we should uh, make a kink calendar and figure out how the kinky people can do the love languages all year, too. We should. Mm -hmm. But that way we can make Christmas the greatest holiday in the world ever in the history of holidays. spirit. Can go on all year. Is that... I don't know. I think it's a great idea. But then again, I think all my ideas are great, just like every other person in the world does. (laughs) So, write us. Tell me. You're not going to hurt my feelings if you tell me my idea is stupid. I think all my ideas are great, and 87.4% of them turn out to be bad. Yeah, and I want to hear about how people express their love languages in the kink realm. Yeah, I'm I'm interested too. Or even, I'd like to hear if people have intentionally applied love languages to the kinks. A lot of this is about intent. Mm-hmm. I'm intentionally going to buy more gifts than I normally would because I know you appreciate gifts. Mm-hmm. The intent to elevate one over the other because you know that's what the person wants. Yeah. And that could be applied to the kink world. Like you said, it could be... Yeah. I like it. Alright, so there's our... There's our our first ever holiday Christmas episode. <laughs> and well, if you're going to reach out with us, what, what spend about? time with your families, enjoy them and then connect with us on social media. Our yeah. links are all on kinkbuffet.com or send us an email at g- kinkbuffet@gmail.com. Until next time. Bye.